All right, today we're going to take a look at a report from MJ Business Daily about how cannabis is being sold directly to the consumer. So no more retailers, you know, all those people who paid $25 million per license in Arizona, what's going to happen to them? We're going to talk about all of that and a little bit more coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we've got Katrina Golgowski, Angel Investment Attorney, to talk a little bit about uh, California cannabis selling directly. We'll also talk about how Mexican cannabis is in high demand. Or excuse me, California's cannabis is in high demand in Mexico. You know, whatever. Uh, all of that. <laughs> so... This, this part about California selling directly being the fifth largest economy in the world, right, by GDP, uh, gross domestic product, California is a huge marketplace. And we've seen $25 million licenses being sold in places like Arizona. So what's the impact? Like, what, What's your initial take on this, Katrina? Pluses and minuses, Josh. Uh, first, bypassing the retailers uh, is not how the system is designed. Uh, there's, there's taxes to be taken into account, there's price points to be taken into account, and bypassing that pretty critical element of the way that the law was structured uh, is, is, we'll see how that, the, the effects of that roll out. Uh, but as far as the consumer, it's great for the consumer, because uh, I I bet you a dollar that it's cheaper than buying from the retailer. And since California has such a high delivery market anyway, you're just cutting out the middleman. Uh, so that's very interesting. Uh, I, I know a, a smidgen about the California distribution system. Uh, and I suspect it's these distributors that are, that are selling directly to the consumer. Uh, and not producers, because in California, my understanding is that the testing occurs at the distribution level. Uh, so certainly it has to be tested first. Um, but uh, kudos to the California distributors for, for finding a way to make it happen. So there's, there's a direct-to-consumer model that's being employed by some of the biggest canvas brands in California as well. That includes Kiva Confections, Canacraft, Canis social tonic old pal and roach um and so about five percent of california is doing it the other 95 percent are thinking about it <laughs> and to your point about being cheaper because in washington it's there's a 3x increase you sell an ounce um you, you if the grower wants a hundred dollars the retailer is going to sell it for 300 um so the retailers making right. most of that money, they're going to be paying all of the taxes, though. That's my understanding in Washington, 37% at least taxes. So this is, uh, this is the pros for them. What they're saying is it allows consumers to shop their entire product line instead of just what the retailers want. And then it allows them to collect data. But if you're already working with a company like Headset, you're getting that data no matter what. Um, but it, it's, they're saying it's not that much cheaper. They're only eliminating the excise and sales tax. So it, it looks cheaper online, but for some reason, the prices are the same. So does that mean they're making more money? I don't know. I can only imagine they're making more money uh, because they're cutting out a step. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how uh, a producer 
uh, let's say Kiva brands in in your list is selling directly to the consumer uh, because again, I thought, and they might have updated the law since I looked last, I, I thought the distributor is the one that did the testing. So um, maybe the producers are doing their own testing. I guess. Uh, Leave it to, to to chime in on this. Uh, you know, Snoop Dogg's company, they invested $35 million and they still can't really do anything. Um, they're, you're, Ease is trying to step in and say that, oh, the purpose is to build an e-commerce solution. Then you can integrate that website to essentially monetize the traffic coming to the websites. Um, I think that's a pretty ridiculous thing. I think circumnavigating the retail shops so that they can make, you know, another two or 300%. Right. That's, that's my guess. Um, well, we'll so have to see how that rolls out because I that is not what the California legislature envisioned. And as you stated earlier, uh, retailers paid through the nose for these licenses. And if they're going to be cut out of the distribution model or the, or the direct-to-consumer model, they're going to be very, very upset. Right. Meanwhile, Mexican demand for cannabis uh, and from California specifically explodes. So there's a demand in the U.S. for grown cannabis exploding across Mexico. Uh, and they want specific brands and products, obviously not not uh, legal, but it's still making its way across the border. So, um, you know, California, their their cultivars, their trends um, definitely kind of lead popularity and go to Colorado, make its way to Washington, everywhere else eventually. Um, Mexico's no exception. So I find that pretty interesting that um, we used to import a lot of what was called Mexican brickweed, just kind of cheap stuff smashed and packaged up for really cheap. And now kind of the opposite. Now we're cultivating really good stuff and sending it back the other way. I'm very surprised that this is going on. Uh, you would have to pay such a premium for California weed in Mexico due to the risk of crossing the border. Uh, you can argue that the Mexican uh, growers have been bringing it across the border for, for decades at the same risk, but uh, I, I'm very surprised that that's happening. Seeds, maybe. Uh, you can say, hey, I want to grow the good stuff, but uh, actual cons consumption items really surprises me. But it just goes to show you, Josh, that NAFTA works. Open borders, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's saying that uh, these ounces in San Diego for 150 are going for 500 in Mexico. So it is a substantial increase, but um, a lot of risk for that too. I'm not sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be huge, such a huge risk uh, because what you'd be doing is putting your California license on the line. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, that's worth more than $350 an ounce. It, the license is priceless. Yeah. And assuming somebody just, you know, random Joe was buying it and somehow getting it over there too, is still, it's a lot of risk, but uh, they're making, they're doing it anyways. doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show that California cannabis is kind of doing its own thing out in the wild, wild West um, selling directly retailers, obviously not happy about that pushing back. Um, they, maybe they'll make a law, but maybe other places, um, in other states are going to follow suit. So that's kind of the other thing is if this is a, a trickle down effect or domino effect, and then other states circumnavigate all these retailers, 
a lot of investors are going to lose a ton of money, like millions, hundreds of millions, um, maybe even billions uh, of initial capital into retail licenses if there's a direct-to-consumer model, um, direct delivery, circumnavigating retailers. So that'll be really, really interesting to see how that plays out from a business standpoint. What What are you going to do if you're a retailer and all of a sudden there's export to, you know, Mexico, legal export to Mexico or legal export to Canada uh, from the U.S. Uh, wow. So True Leave is in, um, no, not True Leave. I'm sorry. There's a company out of, uh, is it Clever Leaves out of Colombia that is now in Mexico. And so if NAFTA holds its thing and agriculture can get through, then yes, that 15 cents a European, 15 cents um, European, um, GMP certified will get into the US at maybe five cents. Uh, so it's, it's just going to destroy the whole, not destroy, but um, uh, change the whole market. Maybe they have to do vertical growing, vertical integrated agriculture, automation, robots to compete with that. Maybe they can't. Maybe it's special um, patented cultivars. Uh, and that's the only way. I don't know, but it's, it's definitely going to change the whole game. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It definitely will. And if you remember, I think it was two years ago, Oregon passed a law legal that uh, allowed for import and export of their cannabis once it is federally legal. Uh, so there are states out, out there already planning for this. And Oregon, I think, was very, uh, very smart to legalize it first. Uh, so mm. once it is federally legal... They can import and export to Mexico all day long because uh, the law's already passed. Um, it, the, you and I always talk about the fact that uh, this is an agricultural product and not every state can cost effectively grow an agricultural product. And uh, what's interesting to me, though, is that California is shipping to Mexico and not the other way around. Uh, so maybe maybe we're wrong about where it is best to grow agricultural products. Although, you know, I always use avocados as the example. <laughs> you don't grow avocados in Washington. It's too expensive. Uh, but we'll see what happens. It is a very interesting trend. And if it holds, it's going to have a pretty severe swing on the market and especially the prices in the market. Yeah. I Don't think California. Buy... <laughs> Go ahead. Don't buy a retail license right now. Don't do oh, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think California will always have a heart in the culture and community, uh, like I said, with its own cultivars. But uh, in terms of volume, I think a lot of that's going to come out of uh, Peru and Colombia, places like that, where um, you where you get your coffee and other um, affordable agriculture. But again, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But that is very interesting, nonetheless. So uh, with that, we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Gogowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the Talking Hedge. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. 
If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked. <laughs> 